You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 443, Building a Team That Will Build Your Church. You know, one of the things I've noticed over the last couple of years of of working in my own church, serving in my own church, but also traveling and ministering in a number of different churches, there is such a, a need for quality volunteers and quality leaders. Uh, One of the things COVID did was it really forced a lot of churches to have to start over in many respects in building their teams. And now here we are almost, you know, four years later, and we're still seeing the results of that. Um, I talked to pastors and leaders everywhere who, who are looking for quality people because the, the reality is we have committed people in our church. We have people in our church that serve. But what ends up having to happen is these folks are serving and serving and serving. And the last thing we want to do is burn people out. The last thing we want to do is make people feel overwhelmed, especially volunteers. I mean, we don't want paid staff to feel that way, but especially people that are doing it for free because they love Jesus and love the church. Um, We don't want to overwhelm people, we don't want to burn people out, and we don't want to drive our leaders and volunteers away. So the question I keep hearing is, how can I get quality people on my team? How can I get quality people to volunteer? And so I'm going to give you over the next couple of episodes some, some thoughts, some ideas, some tips, and some keys that I promise will help you. Um, The first thing I want to emphasize is this, though. We don't want to just invite people to volunteer. We don't want to just create volunteers and followers. We want to create leaders. And, And we should have that end goal in mind. Now, listen, I get it. Everybody's not a leader, and everybody doesn't want to be a leader. But as we work through this process of building our teams, as we work through this process of um, bringing people on board, bringing people alongside to serve with us and to help, you know, do the things we need to do, we also want to keep our eyes open to uh, especially those folks who who have leadership potential. It might be rough. They might be a, a diamond in the raw, if you will, but that's okay. Um, you know, part of our job as leaders is to develop other leaders. And, and let me say that again. Part of your job, part of my job as a leader is to develop other leaders. And I'll take it even a step further. I'd say part of our job is to develop leaders who also develop leaders. 
So we're going to talk about that. But then, like I said, everybody doesn't want that. Everybody doesn't want to be a leader of leaders, and that's fine. We need people who are willing to serve and fill uh, different positions, who are who are serving alongside of us, helping make things happen at church so that um, we can you know, provide the quality of ministry that we want to provide. So how do we do that? Well, first of all, we have to identify potential team members. Now, if you're in a small church, and I say small church, I'm say less than less than a hundred. Um, the average church worldwide is around seventy-five, give or take. Um, that's the average. But but when you're in a church that size, a smaller church, sometimes you're just looking for a warm body, and I get that. And there's a time and a place to just grab somebody that can help you get a task done. But what I want to say is we really do want to take it further and deeper than that. Um, We really want to be talent scouts. Uh, We want to be looking for people who come in and who have the right character qualities, the right characteristics, the right things that we're looking for. Now, when I say looking for talent scouts, let me give you an example. I, I love baseball, and I'm recording this at the end of December. And, you know, this is that long dry spell because spring training doesn't start for a couple more months, and the baseball season won't kick off until April. And talent scouts, um, you find them in every sport. You find them in music. You find them in the arts. But but in baseball, if you go to a high school baseball game, if you go to a college baseball game, if you go to even a minor league game, you might see talent scouts who are watching these rough prospects. It always amazes me when I go to a high school game and see a talent scout there, a baseball major league scout there, who is scouting a, a 16, a 17, or an 18-year-old kid and looking at how, and, th- and in their minds, what they're doing is they're thinking, how would this young man look as a pitcher, as a center fielder, as an infielder, um, batting in the major leagues? And obviously the kid's rough. Obviously they're, 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 they're not a completed product yet. They're not a completed project. But as a talent scout, they're looking further than just what they see. Well, in the kingdom of God and in the church, we are called to do the same thing. We are looking for people who have potential. And so this involves us developing our ability to scout talent and to see what this person has the possibility to become. And the first thing that we want to look for when we're scouting people to be on our teams. And when I'm talking about our teams, it can be anything. It can be your service team. It can be your children's team, your kids' team. It might be somebody who can help you in youth. It might be somebody who can be part of the worship team, hospitality. Every church has different teams. Um, We have many, many, many teams at our church. And we, you know, everybody who's in charge of a team is always looking for people who can come alongside and be a part of their team. But just because somebody is um, qualified or would want to work on the events team doesn't mean that they're going to be qualified to come work on the security team. And just because somebody is really, really good on the security team doesn't mean 
that they're going to have the right skill set to serve, excuse me, on the worship team. And, and the person who is, is happy working in the production room, making sure all the uh, screens, all the stuff shows up on the screens that need to show, to show up on, the sound levels are good. That person is probably not going to be happy serving on the hospitality or, as we call it, the high team, the team that says, says hello to people as they come in the door. So we want to we wanna look for people who, who might fit on our team, but we're also kingdom-minded. If, if I'm talking to a new person in church and I get to know them and I find out what makes them tick and what they enjoy, I might learn pretty quickly that this would not be somebody I would want on the service team, but I find out they have a background in music and worship and, um, you know, I can refer them to our worship pastor. Someone who loves kids and, you know, a parent themselves that, that, that might really do well serving in our kids' ministry, um, I can direct them to one of the leaders in that area. So we're always looking for talent. So what we want to do is we want to start off by looking for patterns of behavior. We're not looking for completed potential yet, but we're looking for those patterns of behavior. First of all, and this is a big one, do they show up? Um, someone who only comes to church once a month, um, it's going to be tough finding a place to plug them in. And I've challenged people to serve on teams and you know, and I say, listen, we don't want you just to come when you serve. We want you to come and enjoy church and you know, maybe serve twice a month or, or even once a month in some cases. But if that's the only Sunday you, can, you come is the Sunday you're serving, then you're missing so much. And I've had people push back and say, well, look, that's all I can do. I can only come to church once a month. Do you not want me to serve or not? And I usually say, no, I guess we don't. Because we don't want it just you to come and do the task. We want you to come and be part of the family. We want you to receive from God. So, so how is their commitment? What's their level of commitment? Are they coming multiple times a month? Um, are they showing up? Are they getting involved? You know, one of the things that we, we ask our volunteers to do is to serve once or twice a month, to be involved in church, but also to be plugged into a small group, to a connect group, because we know it's there that they're going to build great relationships and great friendships and that's where their true pastoral ministry is going to take place. And we know, we know their life is going to be better because they're plugged into a small group. So that's the first thing we look for. When people show up and they are, they act all excited, but then you don't see them for three or four weeks, and then they show back up and they act all excited, and you don't see them for two weeks, and this is the pattern of behavior, we typically take a pass on inviting those people to get involved at a deeper level. Now, we might have a conversation with them. Um, I usually will talk to people and say, hey, listen, um, you know, especially if they approach me about serving, I'll say, yeah, 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 we'd love to have you on a team, but here's what we require. And usually when you start requiring you know, the fact that they come to church multiple times a month, that they get involved into a, in a small group, if their level of commitment's not there, then they'll pull back and say, you know what, maybe not yet. So do they show up? And are they committed? Number two, this is a big one. Is their personal life in order? Is their personal life in order? Now listen, we're not talking about perfection here. 
Um, there's there's some misconceptions in some churches that people really, really have to be mature Christians to serve on a service team or to serve in a parking lot team or other types of teams. And, you know, in, in our church, we, we've debunked that myth. Um, we have people who probably aren't even Christians yet, maybe serving in the, the cafe or maybe serving on the service team where they're making sure all the chairs are set up and just making sure some of the tasks are done. Now, to be honest, to be fair, we're not going to put these people in a leadership position. These people aren't going to be serving in any capacity where they can pastor people. Um, But if people are on the journey and they're showing up and their hearts seem to be getting closer to God, we're going to try and find a place for them to serve. Um, We've had people in our church in different types of situations relationship-wise, we'll say relationally challenged, um, serving on some of the practical teams. Um, maybe the couple's, you know, just become Christians. They're still living together. They haven't gotten married yet. Um, are we going to say, no, you can't serve at all until you get all this sorted out? Well, we don't. We, we find a practical place that they can serve, whether it's on the service team, maybe it's in the parking lot team, maybe it's in the cafe. Again, we're not going to put them in any type of position where they're using pastoral ministry, where they're doing pastoral ministry. So they're not going to be in any type of leadership role. They're not going to be serving in kids. Um, you know, there's certain there's certain requirements there. But we're also flexible with people who are on the journey. Um, we want people's... And, and if they've been in the same situation for a couple of years and there hasn't been any change, then we're probably going to have to have another conversation with them and see, um, you know, what we need to do then. But we want to show grace. We'll, we'll err on the side of grace every single time. All right, don't go away. We will be right back. I just wanted to let you know that this episode of Leading is Learning is brought to you by my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. This is the the revised and updated edition. I added some more material. And this is a very practical book on leadership, supervision, management, uh, setting goals. It's motivational. There's some teaching, there's stuff on time management, but it's designed to be a practical, quickly actionable book. All the chapters are pretty short, just a few pages, with questions at the end that you can take and apply to your life, to your situation. So by all means, check out Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. Click on that link and on the show notes, and it will take you right to the book's page at Amazon. You can read the first chapter or two for free, get a feel for it, but by all means, click on the buy link and get your very own copy. Well, all right, we're talking about building a team that will build your church, and and today we're talking about identifying potential team members. We talked about the importance of being a talent scout, of being able to look beyond what you see right now, being able to look beyond the skill set that you see now and, 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 and imagining, visioning, looking down the road at what this person has the potential to be. And again, this is not an unusual practice. It's done 
every single day in the sports world. It's done in the entertainment business. Um, it's done really even in the business world where we're identifying potential before they're fully developed. So we ask the first question, do they show up? Are they committed? And then the second question, is their personal life in order? We're not talking about perfection, but at least are they moving towards God? Are they moving towards a deeper relationship with Jesus? And then number three, um, and, and, and remember, we're talking about identifying potential leaders here, potential team members. Number three, how are their people skills? How are their people skills? Now, granted, if they're going to be on the production team and they're going to be locked into a room um, staring at computer screens, making sure everything's right on the screens, you know, they might be able to get by not having the greatest people skills. But the way our production team works is there's a group of them working together, so they've still got to be able to get along. Now, if somebody is 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 very introverted and um, they're very shy, you know, there's going to be a place for them to serve, but it's probably not going to be on the high team or the hospitality team. So it's just understanding where they fit in. But when we talk about their people skills, are they conversational? Can you have a talk with them? Do they do they communicate well? Um, you know, I see some people come into church, and you've heard this too. You've heard about the people who visit church and complain because nobody spoke to them. But on the other side of that coin, there are people who come into church who sit down and will not speak to anybody. Even if you come up to greet them, it's very perfunctory and it's very, very clear they don't want to be bothered. And so in a church setting, especially when we're identifying people to serve on our teams and to to be a part of building the church, to be building the kingdom of God. We want people who have people skills. We want people who are willing to engage with other people, who are willing to have conversations. People are always surprised when I tell them um, how much of an introvert I am. And people will say, no, 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 there's no way. You're incredibly extroverted. But the reality is I've trained myself to be extroverted. Left to myself, the middle of the week, I'm very quiet. I like things quiet. Um, but I've learned in church, in building the church, and serving people in a pastoral capacity, and building the kingdom of God, I've got to step out of my personality. I can't hide behind it. And I've got to learn how to talk to people and engage with people because that's what the kingdom of God is about. It's about serving others. So, what are their people skills like? If somebody is absolutely comes in and you think, well, maybe they would like to be a part of this team or that team, and you start talking to them and it's and, and you're and you're unable to have a conversation with them, then either something's going to have to shift in their world, or you're probably going to have to rethink your approach to using that person because if they don't want to be bothered, they don't want to be bothered. And let's face it, some people come into our churches. They want to sit there and enjoy the church service, and as soon as it's over, they want to leave. And I don't like that. I hate that. It's so sad to me because they're missing out on so much joy and so much uh, goodness that God has through other people. But that's the way some people are, and we just have to accept it. But I think a lot of people come in, and they want to be involved. They want to participate. They want to serve. They're thrilled that you would consider um, having them volunteer and be on a team. And, and so, but again, what are their people skills like? 
Some people are rough around the edges, and, and, and these are folks we're going to have to have that conversation with. Hey, listen, you know, we can't talk to people like that. we got to be nice. And, you know, that leads really into the last thing I wanted to talk about today when we're identifying potential team members. Um, after number three, are there, what are their people skills like? Number four is, are they coachable? Are they teachable? Are you able to speak into their world and train them? Um, when we bring people alongside of, we'll, we'll talk more about this next week. You know, part of this is not just about putting people on the team to, to, to complete tasks. We're also discipling these people. We're pastoring them. We're looking out for them. We're helping them to grow as a Christian and as a person. And, and so if somebody's people skills aren't very good, then we're going to have to have that talk with them to be able to coach them. You know, number one, we ask, um, uh, do they show up? Are they committed? We've got people who are very committed, but they have trouble getting their own time. Well, are they coachable? Can you can you have a conversation with that person and say, listen, I am so appreciative of you volunteering to serve, but I really need you here 15 minutes or 30 minutes before church starts. And how do they take that? And if they start making excuses, ah, you know, that's not a good thing. We want to be able to help people grow. It's not that we're putting them down. It's not that we're chastising them. It's not that we're even disciplining them. We're helping them to grow. We're challenging them. We're coaching them. We're teaching them. And does that person receive that coaching? Are they the kind of person you can have that chat with and they'll go, you know what, you're right. I've got to do better in this area. And you're able to work with them. Because listen, what I've found is, I'm going to wrap up with this, serving in church, volunteering in church, helping lead, helping build the church, helping build the kingdom of God on the earth, these skills carry over into other areas of our life. Um, I've got a friend who's a great, great leader in our church, and he, he works for a, a fairly large telecommunications company, and he's been promoted many times, and now he's serving at the director level. But when he started, he was just a sales manager. He said, I never really thought I would get promoted past being a sales manager. Maybe one more level, but I never thought I would move to the point where I would be on the director's level. And one of his bosses asked him, he said, you know, you seem to be a natural leader. Where did you learn how to lead? And his, his, his testimony is this. He said, I looked at my boss and I said, everything I know about leadership, I learned in my church. And I thought, man, what a beautiful, beautiful testimony. So quick wrap up. We're talking about identifying potential team members. Well, first of all, we're looking for their commitment level. Do they show up? Um, are they involved in a small group? Number two, what about their personal life? Not perfection, but they have to be moving towards a deeper relationship with Jesus. Number three, what are their people skills like? Um, I've got a good friend who's a, a small group leader um, in our church. And, and you know, he's, he's kind of got that reputation of being a little rough around the edges. But I've seen so much growth in this fella as, as he's led a connect group over the years. And it's just amazing to me because often we'll say, well, that's just who I am. But you know what? In the Holy Spirit, it's not about just who we are. It's about who God has created us to be. So what are their people skills like? And then number four, are they coachable? Are they teachable? Are they willing 
to learn. Well, I'm going to stop there. Next week, we're going to talk about now that we've identified potential team members, now that we've identified potential volunteers and maybe even future leaders, how do we get them on our team? And I've got a bunch of different things to tell you that I'm sure will help you immensely. Well, listen, I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave me a question or a comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. Well, friends, thank you for being with me. It's always a joy to connect with so many of you, to hear the feedback, how much you enjoy the podcast. I really appreciate it. And we will see you next week on Leading and Learning. 